Another day, Baruch Hashem. Another opportunity for growth. Because that's what life is about. Life is about growth. Life is about change. That's what we can do while we are, we are alive. When a person is alive, so he's able to make changes. After a person dies, so he can't make any changes. You, you, you can't do anything. That's why someone who's not doing any changes, he feels the, the, the feeling of, of death. When a person's just sitting around doing nothing, uh, he doesn't feel good because he's toim tamisa. He's feeling the taste of death. As, a, as, a, as opposed to a person who, ah, he feels alive. What does that mean? He feels alive. When he's working hard, when he's growing, what does that mean that he feels, he feels alive? But that's one of the reasons I think they say that people, I remember I heard this back in the day, before they had bungee jumping. I remember when they, when they had this concept called bungee jumping. We were like, what, what is that? Why would anybody do bungee jumping, right? Like what, now it's like, of course, why wouldn't anybody not do bungee jumping, right? But back in my day, when they created it, it's like, why would someone want to basically jump off something and just almost hit the ground and uh, have a near-death experience and then, and then uh, you know, feel alive, right? So what's the pshat? The pshat is one of the, I think, psychological things is that when a person doesn't feel that he's alive, right? He doesn't feel alive. He wants to feel alive. So the only way you could feel alive is when you uh, uh, have a near-death experience and then finally, oh, now I'm alive because I don't feel like I'm alive. So, so Baruch Hashem, we have Hashem, Baruch Hashem, and Baruch Hashem, Hashem created the world, and Hashem created us, and Hashem created life, and Hashem created all of the components how to live life. And He put in, a, in our world, He put David HaMelech, and He put the Tzadikim to teach us how to live life. That's what the Torah is, that's what Torah is, Malashim Moreh. It teaches us how to live life. Where else am I going to learn how to live my life? And, and you got to ask yourself that question. you got to ask yourself that question. Where are my, who are my role models? What is the philosophy that I've gotten to live my life? What is my life? Who, who is the one who is, is directing how I live life and what life is? So Baruch Hashem, we have David HaMelech. And David HaMelech told us, if you want to live life, if you want to experience life, you want to see the good and the good and the good. And you want to work on being more positive and you want to work on working on yourself to see the good in yourself, to see the good in others. To, to, and, and, and when a person sees the negative, like, like we always say, a person sees the negative, the first thing is not to be negative about seeing the negative. You want to say like, okay, okay, it's okay that I'm being negative. That's okay. It's not, you don't even have to accept it. That's already like a high level. I accept the fact that I'm negative. That's a very high level. It's okay that I'm being negative. It's okay that I'm being negative. But for a person to try as best as he can to bombard himself with as much positivity, as much gratitude, thank you Hashem that I'm alive, thank you Hashem, and to focus on all the good things, to try and uproot, thank you very much. To try and uproot the negative is a very daunting task, and I doubt you'll be able to uproot your negative.
But if you go ahead and you just see positive, like many times we speak about it, oh, I see the negative in this guy. How do I learn not to see the negative in that guy? So we said this the other day. It's not about not seeing the negative, because it could be you'll continue seeing the negative. It's about focusing and seeing the positive in that person who you don't like. If there's your roommate, your parents, your children, your spouse, or whoever it might be, that you begin to have a negative view of that person, begin to see the positive in that person. Don't try and uproot the negative. And that's what life, that's where growth comes. Growth is always, I want to see more good. I want to experience more good. Tell the millionaire, tell the millionaire to stop when he hits a million. Tell him that. Go over to any millionaire who's making money and tell him, you made your million. You made five million. How about five million? I'll give you five million. Because a million dollars nowadays is like, yeah, of course a million dollars. So five million dollars. Tell the guy who made five million dollars, stop making more money. He'll say like, what did you, what, would you fall off this planet? What do you mean stop making? I'm just getting started. But when it comes to positivity and growth, and growing, then it's like, okay, you were in yeshiva, you did, you, you went to yeshiva for a year and a half, two years, and, you know, did nothing half the time, you know, anyway, you know, whatever it is, but that's enough time, that's enough time for you to, to get tapped into real life, like, what, what are you talking about? Person needs, when it comes to life, and it comes to growth, and it comes to change, and it comes to really working on himself, when it comes to really working on himself, you want more, you want to be like, we, like we've been talking. You want to be starving for growth and growth. And the Yetzirah, of course, goes ahead and gets negative. I got so many problems. Great you have so many problems. It's awesome that you have so many problems. That's great that you have so many problems. That means you'll live a long, long life. Because if you have so many problems, that means you got a lot to do. you got a lot to fix. That's why we're put in this world. We're put in this world to fix all of our problems. So if you've got problems... Just be like, okay, great. Let me make a list of the problems and let me get start. Let me get started to start fixing my problems. And that's why we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara. I got to read from you someone. I don't know if he'll give me permission to say. So I'm not going to say his name. I'll ask him. Uh, listen to this, guys. I said it's worth it to hold sheer. It's worth it to what we do every day just for this. Someone sent me this. Rebbe just wanted to tell you. I got this yesterday. Just wanted to tell you that since I started going to your Lush and Hara Shir in the morning, and yes, I am, I am, uh, what's the word, promoting and pushing this Shir. Yes, I am, and I'm proudly pushing it. And push it to your friends, and push it to as many people because of this. Because of this. Because of this. Ready? Here we go. I started going to your Lush and Hara Shir. I like the fact that he called it a Lush and Hara Shir. I love it. I love it. It really helped me, like, like just now, people were all talking about someone. There's a guy from Yeshiva. They're all sitting around talking about someone. And I was going to say something. And I thought about the mornings and stuff. And it really helped me. So I said, amazing, amazing. What did you do? Thanks for sharing. He writes, my friends were talking about someone. He was talking Lush and Hara. And I was about to say something, whatever it was. Then I was, then I was thinking about all the things I learned. So I just changed the topic. And we changed the entire conversation. I mean, that's, that's, well, that, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. And I'll tell you why it's powerful. It's not just that he didn't speak Lashon Hara. It's training you. I promise you. It's training all of us. Train yourself. And you need it every day to train yourself. I don't want to talk about other people. 
I want to talk about myself. I want to figure myself out. I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I don't want to talk about Biden. I don't want to talk about LeBron James. I don't want to talk about all these things. Great, I'm not saying not to talk about sports and, and to be into it. It's fine. It's cute. I'm saying that leads to, it leads, what that does is it leads to a focus on things that are not important. It leads to a focus other than yourself. Other than yourself working on your problems, on your situations, and what you have to do. And that's where you get excited about life. If you're not excited about life, it means you're not tuned in enough to yourself. You've got to be tuned more into yourself. Yes, Maya? I was, I was looking forward. Uh, is the reason my feeling? I don't know. Nothing? Okay. All good. Question, comments, and then we'll learn the halacha. Question, comments, please. What? Yeah, of course. That's pushing. Yeah, of course. What? It's not true. You are a tzaddik. It's fine. Yes, of course. We we, we know that, that that's not what we're talking about. Adarabah. But you know what? People can get a little carried away with that also. It's okay. To talk. Is that, uh, person has to learn not to talk so much. That's stamazai. Learn not to talk. The Gras says that's why we have two ears and one mouth. Not so much to talk. Get to work. Get to work. Ask Yoni. Ask Yoni is a, a businessman who's a tzaddik who works like a doll. Yoni Cohen. Yoni Cohen. Let me, let me ask you a question. I don't, I don't know. I might, I might mess myself up here. Right? Baruch Hashem, he's got a lot of people working for him, working with him. Right? Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Guys. Okay? And he's here every day writing the Silsi Sharam, working. Right? It doesn't, it, take notes about Yoni Cohen. Okay? Are you? Do you like at your office? I mamas don't even know what goes on there. Is there? Is there a lot? Guys are sitting around talking. Do you like when someone sits around talking? No. No. Why not? What's there's nothing to talk about? You got to get to work. You got to get to work. Who's got time to sit around and talk? Everyone's sitting around and talking and talking and talking. That's where you get to talk. You got to talk. I'm not talking about talking with your chavrusa about what you're learning. We're talking to somebody about Avodah Hashem, how I can work on myself. That's not, that's, that, of course we're not talking about that. We're talking about just who's got time, who has time. I, I'm busy doing what I got to do. I'm busy figuring out what I got to do. And if not, my Adam, right? What is a person to do, supposed to do? The Gemara says in this world, it says, the Gemara says, Yasa Adam Ki'ilim. Make yourself like a mute. Don't talk so much. People don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, so what am I going to do now? Exactly. <laughs> Ask yourself that question. So what am I going to do now? Correct. I don't know. I don't know. But your speech is so powerful. Especially if it's negative speech. Especially if it's about somebody else. You have to be so, so careful. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Okay, let's talk about... Listen to this next halacha. I love... This is why I love the Chavetz Chaim and I love our Torah and I love the, the, the beauty of, of, of Judaism that gives us, that explains to us how to be a person. It tells me how to, listen to this. You are not allowed to talk Lashon Hara about children. People think that since children are young, it is permitted to talk about them. Now, behavior which is considered age appropriate for that child is permissible. Now I want to say this. This is a note for those who are married with children. And it's a note for those who are, who are, 
going to think, God willing, that you, you will, as Hashem, have children, that you're going to want to talk to your wife, and here it goes. It's the same thing. I want to, I want to say this very, very clearly. If you're going to talk to your wife about some guy over there, and you're going to talk Lush and Har about someone, it could be you'll end up talking Lush and Har, I know it sounds crazy, about your own children. About your own children. Which means, if you're going to have a negative experience with one of your children, you're going to have something that's difficult, there is no reason why you're not going to talk to your wife Lush and Har about your child. Now, of course, it sounds a little crazy, like, what do you mean? So who else am I supposed to talk to my wife about? My children. Right? The answer is, of course you could talk to your wife. It's like talking about your parents to your siblings. When you talk to your siblings, I'm sorry, the opposite. When you're talking to your siblings about your parents. If you're talking to your siblings, I had someone come over to me yesterday, Baruch Hashem, again, Baruch Hashem, from the yeshiva, who's sensitive to this. And he said, what do I do? Me and my siblings talk about my father, and we need to talk about my father. My father is X, Y, and Z. Whatever, he's got problems, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I talked to my siblings, and he was asking me, what's considered Lashon Hara? What's not considered Lashon Hara? It's not simple. It's not simple because you need to vent. And you need sometimes to talk to a sibling of yours about your parents to help you understand yourself better, to help you be a better child. But if you're sitting around with your family bashing your parents, you're sitting around with your siblings talking or every time you talk to your brother, your sister, and all you're doing is bashing your father, your mother, your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, dot, dot, dot. That's terrible. And it's not going to help you with your relationship with your father and your mother. It will not help you. And again, I'm not saying that there are instances that I told the person. I said it's very, very delicate. It's very delicate. You can't do the old, you can't pull the old Nishabas karet, right? Nishabas karet, when I'm allowed to talk about a Shabbos, say, how much am I buying your car for? It doesn't work like that. Oh, letoelis, that's the word. It's all letoelis, I'm saying this to help me, therefore I'm allowed to talk anything that I want to talk. That's not true. That's not true. You have to be very, very careful. So it's, it's the same thing as a parent talking about your child. Now listen to what he says. Question, comments. I'm sure a lot of people have question, comments before we get to Allah. Yes? A lot of discuss about our children. Correct. 100%. You have to discuss with your spouse your child. But... but but you're talking in theory, if you get frustrated with a child, or there's something with one of your children, and, you, and there's a tense relationship, or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, man, this child is this, this, it's, it's all, yeah, I know, you know, oh, what are we gonna do? The child's the problem, the child's the problem, the child's the problem, the child's the problem. So be careful, everyone thinks, oh no, me never, I'll never do that, I'll never look at my child as any problem, whatever I've been through, and my parents, oh, I'll never. Yeah, <laughs> until, until, until it hits you, and until, until it hits you hard. Until, it's, until my problem is, until the, the child is the problem. Then, if you're not a person who's big enough to take responsibility, if you're not a person who's big enough to take responsibility to say, how do I fix myself? How do me and my wife fix each other? How do we help each other to be a better parent? So it's so important to begin now to train yourself. What is considered Lashon Hara? What are you allowed to say? How do you say it? How do you have the conversation? What's your intention in the conversation? Very, very, very important. That's what he says here. He says, to say there is so much competition between my five and six-year-old cousins. They keep on fighting. The two-year-old next door throws tantrum when, tantrums whenever he wants something. That you are allowed to say. Why? Because it's age-appropriate for a two-year-old 
to throw a tantrum. If you say my 15-year-old son, 17-year-old son is throwing a tantrum, you know, kicking and screaming on the floor, that might be Lashon Hara. But to say my two-year-old is acting like a baby is appropriate because two-year-olds act like babies. To say five and six-year-olds, they have competition, they're cousins, they're fighting, blah, 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 nothing wrong with that. To say my 25-year-old cousin is fighting with my 23-year-old cousin, 100% Lush and Hara. To say my sister, my 23-year-old sister is fighting with my 19-year-old brother, pure Lush and Hara. To say whenever I go home, my seven-year-old little brother and my five-year-old sister fight with each other is not Lush and Hara. It's age, it's age appropriate. So if you say it in a derogatory way, correct, then, then it would be. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying if you say it in an appropriate way, if you say that, that a kid is, uh, you know, he's, he's very fussy. My little brother, a five-year-old. Why is that not So that's what he's saying, because it's age-appropriate. That's what he said. He says behavior, he says behavior which is considered age-appropriate for that child <laughs> is permissible so to relay. If someone's, if someone's at, at their 40s and you say he's having a midlife crisis and it's age-appropriate. Could be. Not, that could be, that could be, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody is having a midlife crisis, and you say, again, that could be different, I don't know. I don't understand why would it be Lush and I understand why a two-year-old, but a 16-year-old... I hear, it, it depends if you say that, that, that having a midlife crisis, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. I hear. I hear. Is that the Svara? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's because the reason that's what it's saying is because you're not causing them any damage. Right. Okay. I hear. Six year old. I hear. Embarrassed. I hear. I mean, he's not embarrassed. He won't be embarrassed. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. 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 Right. Correct. Correct. Yes. It would be. Yeah. Correct. I mean, like Rafael was saying, it could be also because it's a, it's a, you're not harming them, you're not causing harm by saying there's a, you know, a three-year-old kid, right? You're not causing harm, right? It could be, it will be, right? Right, right, in a negative way, right? Correct. Okay, good. Correct. In that case, it would be. I mean, a three-year-old, you could say. What do you mean? I understand. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. Know. I guess everyone knows. I guess you know what's what's considered. You'll know when you're hurting someone. You'll know when it's when it's not age appropriate. You'll know when it's not age appropriate. Okay. Um, okay. Great. Now, I, I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. Um, just to what Yoni was bringing up is that of course, of course if you need to talk about your children, if you need to talk about your children to, to better yourself and to be a better parent and to talk with your spouse or to talk with a friend or to talk with your Rebbe or to talk with a therapist then of course it's beautiful and you have to talk about them I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that I'm saying when you lock your child in your mind that this is who your child is, and and I'm the parent. You know, it's hard to explain to you guys because you're not parents now, but but that could happen, especially because you're the one who's 
responsible to be the parent, and I'm going to teach the child, and all of the ego stuff that comes along with that, which is also true. But you want to be very careful that when you're talking about children, you're talking about your cousins, you're talking about your nieces and nephews, that sometimes it's very easy for a person to just say, okay, they're children, I could talk about them, whatever it is. The Chavetz Chaim is telling us to be very, very careful. And even where it is age-appropriate, I just want to say, even if it is age-appropriate, right? You want to be careful in general. Like we said, talking, talking Lashon Har about a guy, right? Oh, it's mutter. Yeah, but you don't want to be a person who talks negative about anyone. You don't want to be a person who thinks negative about anyone. You want to be someone who's always trying to find the good. Question, comments? Yes, Moshe. This is fine, Still say it. It's uh, sweat during peacetime, you need less than wartime. One more time. Sweat more during peacetime would be uh, less than wartime. Explain, Basically yeah. Basically, it's concept of practice what you actually want to do, so when it actually comes down to the Beautiful. You'll do the right thing. Beautiful. Beautiful. So if you talk about Lashon Hara, hey, you know, it might be allowed. Right. Right. Um, to do, because um, until it happens, it, 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 it's like what Moshe is saying during wartime. I don't want to call it wartime, but it, but it is a little bit like that. Someone says, oh, when it comes to my roommate, so that is, it's only my roommate. But my wife or my kids, that's not my roommate, right? It doesn't work like that. It's even worse with your wife and your, and your child. Why? Because the closer someone is to you, right, we hurt the people who are closest to us. You're not going to not... Your roommate, as much as you care about your roommate, right? You can move rooms and you don't care about your roommate. So if you're rude to your roommate, if you have trouble with your roommate and you have issues with your roommate, right? I'm not saying that, that your roommate might not be a problem, but I'm saying every spouse is going to be a problem. Every, there, there's always going to be a problem. If you learn now, like Moshe is saying... To, to learn, and I told the person who asked me, by the way, about his parents, I said very clearly, you learn Hilchus Lashon Hara every day. Great, that's checked. You learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, that's all we could do, like the Chavetz Chaim says, learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. Before you talk to your siblings, before you talk to someone, pray, Hashem, I don't want to get into a conversation of Lashon Hara. Even if it's Litoelis, I told someone, even they're doing groups, in yeshiva, doing groups, and it's great that people do groups and they open up. But you got to pray, I don't want to be nichshol in Lashon Hara, to say, I hope, I hope and pray that I'm not going to speak bad about my family, about the Jewish people, about anyone. You want to you wanna want that. So if you're learning the halachas, the halachas Lashon Hara, and you're working on yourself, that's something to put in your, in your uh, you know, mind to say, I know, I can't wait, I can't wait till I'm married, and I can't wait till I'm dating, and I tell the person I'm dating, God willing to, who will be my wife, and we'll talk about Lashon Hara, and we'll talk Hilchus Lashon Hara, and we'll say over the Halachas every day. And it's something that's involved in your, in your life. That, that is the only way for a person to, to save himself. Otherwise, otherwise, people will talk Lashon Hara because they don't even know the difference. People don't even know the difference. Yes, yeah, Tov. Um, is constructive criticism considered Lashon Hara? Who are you constructively so criticizing? I know the person? Uh, 
to continuously change my life. So says the Mesil Sharm, we'll just do this for a few minutes because it's a little bit late. Um, the Mesil Sharm starts off, He says that first a person has to understand what I'm supposed to do. Torah teaches me, the Torah teaches me what I'm supposed to be careful about. Somebody who doesn't have the Torah, so what am I going to be careful about? What, what, what do I have to work on? Right? A person doesn't have, there are no guidelines of anything to work on. The Torah is an amazing blueprint that teaches a person how to write. You, there's no gadol of the Jewish people that's ever been that is not the perfect, beautiful human being. A, a gadol, a, a, a Talmud Chacham, a person, there is nothing in Judaism that exists that's called, I mean, it does exist in, in the words of the Gemara, and we know this, but it doesn't work as a shlemus of a person. Oh, that guy learns a lot of Torah, he's connected a lot to the Torah, but he has bad midos. That in itself, what? Yeah, yeah, correct. So that's, that's correct, that's what I'm saying. So that is not a complete Jew. That's not, that means he's not connected to the Torah. Because anyone who's fully connected to the Torah in the proper way will be the best husband, will be the best father, will have the best relationships. The ways of the Torah are sweet. So if there is no shalom, right? right? We say it every day. Bring peace into the world. So the pshat is, is that the first step for a person to know how to live my life. If you read any stories of any of the great tzaddikim, they're bein adam lechaveiro. Their relationships with people and their knowledge how to be a great person all came through the Torah. And the first step is for a person to recognize is that I need the Torah to teach me. I need the Torah to teach me how I can be Careful in Ben Adam Lechaveru. How I could be careful in Ben Adam Lamakum. How do I strengthen my relationship with God? How do I strengthen my relationship with people? Which is really what we're going to talk about as the Mesil Zusharim goes on and on. Because there's two categories there's my relationship with my friends, and there's my relationship with God. And as the Ramchal says in Chasidus very clearly, he says, that Hashem is also a relationship. Hashem is also a relationship. So you can always, I was talking last night with some of the Hebra, we were talking about Emuna, we were talking about Emuna Sashem, and I told them straight out, we had a great conversation, I told them, I said, you can, any relationship with Hashem, you can then connect to your relationship with your wife. It's always like that. Any relationship with Hashem is your relationship with your wife. You can learn about your wife through your relationship with Hashem. You can learn about your relationship to Hashem with your relationship with, with your wife. Most of the time, right, people have relationship problems with God if they have relationship problems. And this is classic for everybody. With their father. There's books on it about my father and me is my relationship with God. God is like a father. So if a person has a, many times when he's rebelling against God very much he'll be rebelling against his parents. Or when he's rebelling against his parents, he'll be rebelling against God. They're very, right? Yehuda Mattel could, could, could tell you a little bit about that, right? Do they talk about that in... Uh... Specifically, 
the God, the Father, that your relationship with, with Hashem is very similar to your relationship with your parents, relationship with, with, a, with your father, a, a father and a son. So it's very, very important for a person to understand what it is to begin, to begin to understand what is it that Hashem wants from me. How do I understand what Hashem wants from me? Through the Torah. When you learn the Torah, when you look at the Parsha, you look at, you look at uh, uh, Esau and Yaakov, you look at Yitzchak Avinu, you look at Avram, you look at what's going on in the Torah, you look at Musr, about what it is to be somebody who's a giver, someone who's, who's, uh, who's living his life you know, with focus. So all of those things help a person to be careful. Otherwise, where do I begin? Where do I make my list of the things that I need to begin in life? Question, comments? Yes? First, beautiful. The first step is for a person to to recognize is that the Torah is there to give you the guidelines how to live your life. Once I realize that the Torah is there to give me the guidelines and to open me up and to help me to open my eyes, I want to be enlightened from the Torah. I want the Torah to help me have clarity of what my life is. I want it to open up my heart. When a person comes to learn, and he imagine you say that before you learn, I'd like my learning this morning, I'd like my learning today to open up my heart that I could become more in touch with my feelings. I want it to help me, get me more in touch with my understanding of life. That is what the Torah is there for. The Torah is R. The Torah is light. It's pure light, and what it does is, is it helps a person, it guides a person, like I've said many times, the reason why there are no lights in hotels and they have dim lights is to hide all of the dirt. If you ever go to these fancy places, it's to hide the dirt. That's one of the reasons they have dim lighting. When a person learns a lot of Torah and he connects himself to Torah, so man the Zohar says that who can tell me when I'm doing something wrong? A guy who starts learning Torah and he starts connecting himself to the Ara Torah, he starts saying, oh, I got to change this about myself. I got to change this. It's one of the things that's scary about learning Torah. Because it's like, uh-oh, now I got to change. I'd rather not have to change. Because the Torah is a strong light that enables a person. That's what the Mishra Sharm says. That's where it begins. Yes, Meyer. That what? What do you mean? Everything. All Torah. Anything. Anything. Everything. I'm saying Torah is, is, uh, is, is, includes millions of things. You have Mishnayis, you have Pirkei Avos, you have Chumash, you have Halacha. Millions and millions. Halacha is, is, is Halicha. 
halacha is called halacha because it tells me how to walk, how to live. Right. 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 So good. So you. So how old were you then? Right. So so when you get old, when you're 13, 14, so the kalim, the vessels of your brain and your emotions are very are very small. As you get older, you can start redeveloping and saying, okay, let me go find it. Let me go find it. I don't need I don't need my rebbe to tell me it's all good. It's all good. I'm going to go find Tamu Uru'u. Go taste it yourself. Go see. Go find it yourself. The Torah speaks for itself. Any person who's looking for beauty in the Torah will find the beauty in the Torah. If someone's not looking for it there, he won't. Everything. Everything. Okay, they'll find whatever you're looking for. <coughs> So I'm not sure which halacha you're referring to, but there's a lot, a lot of halacha, and there's a lot, a lot, there's a lot, a lot of gemara. There's a lot of gemara, and there's a lot of halacha. There's a lot of halacha, and there's a lot of gemara, which means you got to find what you're looking for. If a person's just going to listen to one shir, he's going to go through one simon and shulchan arach, or one gemara, so then you're right. I'd learn, you're right. A guy who's learning Erevin and Dafyomi might say, oh my gosh, what does this have to do with me? Oh, did you learn brachas? Did you learn Shabbos? Are you going to learn Pesachim? Did you learn all of Shas? Okay, so of course you don't know. You're right. If you look at a small picture of what's there... Does that mean that it's useless because it doesn't guide us in any way? That what? It's not guiding us in any way when we learn a lot of Okay, that's a different que- that's a different question. That's a different. There's enough halacha, and there's enough gemara, and there's enough chumish. There's enough that is very, very pertaining. If someone wants to just focus on what's not pertaining, so then he's focusing on what's not pertaining. There's a lot. There's there's more pertaining than than that's not pertaining. Is there a way to go straight to the source? Yes. Yes, yes, we could talk privately about that a million percent. I could give one of the questions that, that Meyer and Nisanal are saying is that if you want to feel that connection to Torah in Gemara, in Halacha, in Medrash, in Mus, in anything. So if you want to speak to me, I'll give you exactly what to learn and you'll feel totally connected to everything you're learning if that's what you need. That, that's, uh, you know, if you need that. Right, exactly. Okay, yes, Dovi. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've uh, also had my fair share of rabbi stocks. There's been a lot of rules that get thrown, thrown away. And it's not so much a grasping the rules. That's the problem. The rules don't change ever. They never actually change for years. Similar thing. The Torah's never changed once. The Torah says, here's the rules, right? But the big thing that I feel like there's a big problem, and I'm sure I have problems, what's the character traits of following those rules? Where do those come from? How do you develop that? And then... You focus on character traits without the rules, you'll start to realize that the character traits actually follow the rules. And if you're actually, and that's, that's keeping you real, that's, that's a main thing right there. Like, Correct. You're just saying my character traits are going to be rules in itself. 
then if you need rules to follow that, sure. If you need it. But, but if someone who's focused doesn't talk Lush and Hara, someone who's no focus, tell them don't talk Lush and Hara. But in the world, you end up with the same results. I want to say what I want to just I just I want to say what Dovi's saying. If if we could just keep it down back there, please. I I, I just want to focus just for a second on what Dovi's saying. And uh, like I said before, if you want to uh, connect it to relationships, uh, God willing, relationship with your wife, right? The Torah, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them both together in a second. The Torah, Dovi's saying the word rules, rules, rules. And I know that a lot of, a lot of you and a, and, and, a, and a lot of people have, have grown up and have been brought up where Judaism is only rules, and it's all about rules. Um, that, that's something that is very elementary, which means that something that is... Uh, as in elementary school, meaning God is the commander, God is the, uh, the, the God, and I have to listen. If I don't listen to him, then I'm going to be in trouble, and this is what I have to listen to. And if I don't listen to this, I'm going to Gehenna, and there are just a lot of rules. So why would I want to have a relationship with someone when it's just rules, rules, rules? So the answer is 100%. That's when you're in elementary school. When you get older, right, you're not going to tell a kid who's in elementary school, uh, the reason you got to do your homework is so you can become a better person, you'll have a good relationship with your wife, and your children will look at you and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. The child is not going to go ahead and do anything because of relationships. But when a person gets older and older, he realizes, and this is where I'm tying it into to marriage, is that when you're doing something that your wife is asking you to do, it's not because she has a rule in the house that you need to take out the garbage. And if you don't take out the garbage, I'm going to punish you, and I'm not going to be happy with you. That's a terrible relationship. The relationship is, I know that this is what my wife wants. I know that this is what my wife needs. I know that this is gonna help me have a better relationship. This is what she likes, this is what she needs, so I'm going to do it for her. And if she doesn't like this, and she doesn't like me to do this, I'm going to make sure that I don't do that. That's what the do's and don'ts of God is the same thing. Hashem says, I'd like you to do this. So to have a relationship, you have to first understand what does Hashem want me to do. That's what the Torah teaches. The Torah teaches me what does Hashem want me to do. Shabbos. Shabbos. Shabbos is coming up. Shabbos. Hashem says, please Please, I beg of you, keep Shabbos. Please. And not only that, if you don't keep Shabbos, you know what happens? They're going to kill you. The Bezdin will kill you. So imagine your wife telling you, Honey, please, please, do me a favor. Get off your phone for this day and spend time with me for 24 hours. Do me a favor. You're always on your phone. You're always on your jewel. You're always watching movies. You're always... Uh, going to work, building things. Do me a favor, please, honey. Please, honey, spend some time with me. And then you go ahead and you can't do that. So she's like, I've had it. I can't deal with this person. This person is not tuned in to what I need. Now, if you look at Shabbos, and you say, oh, Shabbos, I'm not allowed to be on my phone. I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to do that. 
that's no different than you saying, oh, my wife is telling me, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not, it's not, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not. My wife wants me, she wants my attention. God wants our attention. Hashem is telling us, I want you, I need you, I want you. I want to be close to you. One of the ways to be close to me is to just stop with all the other things you're doing and try and connect to me. That's everything in the Torah. Everything in the Torah is the same exact thing. Putting on tefillin. Why am I putting on tefillin? Because I have to? Not because you have to. Ask yourself. God is saying, please do me a favor. Do this. Well, I don't understand it. Well, what's going to happen when you're in a relationship with your wife? I promise you, there are going to be things she's going to ask you to do that you're not going to understand. But part of a relationship is what? Is doing for the other person. Doing for the other person. Tuning in to what the other person needs. Just go back a little. Uh, this this part of this Mesechah comes after the first the first last week. Rebbe was giving a picture without a reason, and it was a question. Shimon Gold asked, "How do I want? How do I know what I want?" So this is exactly that. We really don't know what we want unless we learn the Torah. Exactly. Shows us, okay, this is what you should be focused on. And Correct. To have a beautiful life. Correct. And it gives you wants. Correct. If you don't have the Torah. Correct. I really don't know what I want. Correct. Just books. Correct. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to say, I want to end on this because this is this is the key. I, I I would challenge anyone here. Where else are you getting your your information from? If you're not getting it from the Torah, if the Torah is not guiding you, I want to know who's guiding you. I want to know what's guiding you. What'd you say? Netflix. Someone said Fox News. Exactly. Fox News. Right. No, but that's the point. That's the point. You want to ask yourself, what is guiding me in life? Hashem should help all of us. Right? It's amazing. Baruch Hashem. We've been blessed. Right? Another week. Another strong week. It's Thursday. We're coming. We're coming close to the weekend. I just want to remind everybody, as we get closer and closer to Hanukkah, the closer you get to Hanukkah, the closer you get to the airport. The closer you get to... Going back after Pes- for Pesach, after Purim, because things move. Because once Hanukkah hits, that means we're two months away from going back for Pesach. Once Hanukkah hits. Because once Hanukkah hits, that means it's basically Teves. That means you have Teves, and then you have Shvat, and then, then you have Purim. So you have two more months coming down the road. So my humble advice to everybody here is focus Start, start doing what you want to be doing. Start remembering why you came to Yeshiva to begin with. Start clarifying what it's all about. And don't worry about your past. I, that's the worst thing you could do is worry about your past. I'm not saying if you don't need, if you need a therapist, or you need, if you've had trauma, if you've had difficulties. I'm not saying don't deal with your past when you need to deal with it. But don't worry about your past. Don't be stuck in your past. And for sure, don't think about what job you're getting when you're married and having a job and how you're going to make money. The best thing you can do now for your future is to work as hard as you can now and get yourself together now. That's the best thing everyone can do for his future is to live today to the best of your ability. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Rabbi Tzvi, Rabbi Tzvi, you were quiet. First time. Have a, have a tea.
Good morning, you okay? 